Right, hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the American Gods podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lanick, and with me is my co-host, Sarah. Hello, godlings. And, uh, yeah, this is, um, this has been a long time coming. We, we started throwing around the idea of doing this podcast, uh, what, about four months ago? At least. Yeah, at least four months ago. And... Uh, we committed to it. Um, we have been doing several different podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple. Yeah, it, it's kind of been crazy. Um, we were doing the Hungry for Hannibal podcast. I started that podcast a couple of years ago. Um, we just finished doing the season one rewatch uh, reviews because when I started the podcast, I started at the beginning of season two. So we did season two, and then we did you know season three, which happened to be hopefully for now the last. It's the last episode, you know, or sorry, the last season. Um, but there's hope that they'll bring it back, and and you know that's a whole different subject. But because <laughs> of that, we didn't we didn't have any you know reviews for season one. So we committed to to doing that first um, before we started this. We also yes. do a uh, another podcast, which is Friday Night Mikes. It follows uh, Friday Night Lights, which is a TV show that it uh, ended uh, about five years ago. But I love the show. <laughs> yeah, we're super current. <laughs> and yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so I've I've watched the show several times over. She's never watched it, so we're kind of doing it from that perspective. You know, from. I'm a super fan and she's, you know, watching each episode for the first time. So that's kind of let you know what we do. And, and this isn't, you know, our first podcast, even though it might sound like it sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, but this is, yeah, this has been a big moment coming um, for us. And, and we're excited to bring you this podcast because uh, it's, it's a book that I've read. American Gods have read this book this book about four times now and when i heard that they were going to make this into a television show it was it was like wow this is amazing this is fantastic i can't wait i'm so excited to see what they do and to give you a little history if you're not aware the about it uh the history of this show and how it's it's come to the point where they're actually filming this was actually going to be on hbo Okay, this this was a show that was announced in 2011, actually. Um, it, wow. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I think I remember. And um, if I remember correctly, I think, I think Tom Hanks was an executive producer, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was. Yeah, because I think he was mentioned. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, in the press release, and I'm almost positive. I mean, if I could be wrong, but I think I think it was. Tom Hanks. Anyway, so it was a big deal, and it was like HBO, perfect, you know. Uh, Game of Thrones had come out. Uh, I was so happy with that uh, at that point, and uh, so I was really excited to see what HBO could do with this. But then, you know, each year would go by, and you didn't hear anything about it. You would hear the occasional article that would ask, you know, what's the state of the show? And it was, you know, script changes and all this stuff. You know, all the behind-the-scenes things that can really hold up um, any property from from getting, you know, the green light. Um, So then 2014, 
uh, it it drops, you know, from HBO's um, uh, clutches. Yeah, but they they abandoned it, and <laughs> and eventually in uh, two thousand fourteen later, then it was announced the stars would be developing the show, and that Brian Fuller and Michael Green would develop the series together with Brian Fuller being the the showrunner. Who we were just elated to hear was going to be yeah. doing this, because who better? Like We were already like such super fans of Brian Fuller with the work he did with Hannibal that you know we already know this is going to be stellar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we'll get to, to more of that a little bit later in the podcast, because uh, we want to talk about Brian Fuller a little bit a uh, little more detail. We have an episode a uh, little further down the pike here that is going to be de- you know dedicated towards him. Um, but we'll, we'll give a, a brief overview uh, in this episode to kind of give you an idea. Um, so before we go any further, I kind of want to talk about our goal for this show. Um, we want to be a podcast that allows you to be interactive for one that's the first thing um we talk and i can talk and and she can talk and we we like to you know share ideas and and that's what we're going to do on this on this podcast but if you're a fan we want to hear from you that's a big thing for us it's not about us just sitting here uh, talking about this, talking about that, or, you know, do we like this actor? You know, what can we expect? Or do you think this scene's going to be in the show and and all of that? That's great. That's fine. But we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you have to say. Do you have any thoughts on the current state of the project? Do you like the casting decisions that were made? Uh, Do you, what do you think uh, the show's going to look like? You know, did you watch Hannibal? Did you watch Pushing Daisies? You know, all these things, anything that you might have questions about, they're all valid and we want to hear from you. So that's the first, that's the first thing. This is a very interactive podcast. It's not about us, just us, just talking and, and sharing ideas. So that's a really big thing for us. And, and we want this, we want a lot of emails. We want uh, a lot of voicemails. Um, that's going to be a big, a big thing for us. So. We're yes. very open. We're open to anything. Any, exactly. Any, any thoughts, positive or negative, it's fine. Uh, just know that if you send something in to us, it will be on the podcast. That's big. Yes. Yeah. Unless it's complete, you know, nonsensical gibberish, then you'll get a reply. But that's about it. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to make sense <laughs> for certain. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't expect there's going to be uh, much of that, if any. So, yeah, just just. Don't feel like we want you to feel like you're included in this podcast because that's big. That's yes. a big thing. Um, so yeah, our goal, other than this being an interactive podcast, is that we want to make this interesting. We want to talk about the show. We are going to talk about the book itself because look, we've got what seven, six, seven, eight months or so. <laughs> we don't know exactly when this is going to premiere. I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere around February. Uh, or so of next year, somewhere in February. That's just my guess. I have no inside knowledge uh, about a premiere date, but that's just my guess. So we've got a while. So you might be saying, well, why are you starting this now? Well, partially is because we wanted to be the first podcast. We wanted to be the first out of the gate. We want to be getting, you know, 
people to listen to us and to be interactive and be excited. And that means talking about the show, talking about the casting, you know, profiles on each of the of the characters slash actors that are portraying them. Um, talking about the book, you know, is there a certain scene that you're really excited about? Do you think it's going to be in the show? That's the kind of thing we want to talk about. So, and, you know, we'll go over some of this a little more as we get closer to the show. And, and you know, we actually want to, if possible, you know, interview people from the show. You know, showrunners, actors, writers, creators, things like that. Um, are we going to get it? I don't know. At least yet. <laughs> but we're hoping. And that that's, we you know, aim for the stars. That's what we're hoping to do. Yes. So um, it's kind of a big deal for us. And, and so that's why we're here. Yeah, we're going to do our best to try and reach out to anybody involved and see if they'll talk to us. And Michael here just signed up for Twitter for the first time. So he's going to be able to get out into the internet universe. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've been other other forms of social media uh, over the years. It's just... Um, I don't know. It was just one more I had to like get on and keep up with and, and all that. But for this show and, and for what we're trying to do, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, now, I'm on Twitter. Um, so our goal is to bring you the best podcast that we can every every episode. Um, for now, we're, we're looking at a weekly, I think a weekly podcast. Um, there may be the occasional week where we don't have anything. It's possible. I'm going to be going on vacation in mid to late June. There's going to be a week where I'm just not going to be here. Um, we, I'm going to try and have another episode to put out that week, an extra episode. But if for some reason we can't, um, there's just not going to be you know an episode that week. But for the most part, it's going to be a week-to-week podcast. It's going to be out every week, and, and you're going to have content to listen to. Heck yes. And I will be on vacation in the first week of July, so it'll be kind of back-to-back, so we'll have to plan a bit ahead, but yeah, we'll yeah. make it work. Yeah, we'll make it work. We'll be okay. Um, yep, so that's our goal. Our goal is to make sure that you have a, a great podcast every week, that it's about a subject that you enjoy, American Gods, um, and that you are going to be involved in some way. And, yes. feel, and feel the freedom to interact with us. Yeah, because like one of the best things I found about before I was like even involved in co-hosting with Michael was that the reason I wrote into the Hungry for Hannibal podcast in the first place was because he was so open to, you know, getting feedback in and lis- listening to people who want to just, you know, talk endlessly about anything that, you know, strikes up an interest and so I hope that we can continue to do that with this one and I look forward to anybody sending anything in. Yep, exactly. So, um, all right, so to start out, I think the first thing we should do is give a brief overview of what the book is. Now, spoiler warning, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm assuming that if you're on this podcast, you've probably read American Gods, okay? However... Uh, we need to keep in mind that there is a possibility that somebody will see this podcast, click on it, start listening to it, uh, maybe get interested in you know for whatever reason, but may not, maybe don't really know everything, or maybe they started to read it years ago and never finished it. You know, we, so if we're going to talk about the book in any way, we're always going to give a kind of a spoiler warning, and there will be times there will be segments of the show 
um, where we'll actually do that. We'll talk about the book, and so uh, we will give a spoiler warning that will allow if a person's listening and they just want to skip ahead a little bit if they you know don't want to know anything if they're currently reading the book and and they don't want to be told about things that are going to happen of course you know we don't want to spoil it for you so we'll let you know and that way you can kind of skip ahead a bit and and still be able to enjoy the podcast yes so big spoiler warning right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so american gods is a book about a war that's brewing between the old gods and the new gods okay now the concept behind it is that let's say that you're living in ireland okay maybe you know 1600s 1700s whatever and you jump on a boat and say you believed in a certain god or a local legend anything in which there is a belief system of some kind okay when you come to another uh place another shore so for instance say america you're literally bringing your beliefs with you and it manifests itself into that god that deity that that folklore figure whatever it happens to be so um let's say you believe in a leprechaun with a name whatever it might be and you come to america well it actually he actually exists okay he may not be the quote-unquote original okay but he exists he you know he actually can speak and talk he has a life of some you know he has a he lives he's life he has a life and um and so you're literally you're literally bringing your beliefs with you so um so what's happening is in america there is this battle brewing between the older pantheon of gods uh, gods like odin and uh you know, just, you know, a whole variety of, of gods <laughs> from all across the world, you know, f- from a variety of religions. Um, they all live here because so many people have come here. This is a melting pot. Some, you know, America is a melting pot of cultures and beliefs and religions. And so representatives from all over the world are here. And these are older gods. They've been around for a long time. They've been here in America and they travel. You know, they're just kind of wandering. They're making they're they're making a life. It's it's as best as they can for themselves, and that's all they can do. And so the newer gods are, you know, the gods that we currently believe in, in terms of the influence that they have in our life and over the world. So there's a god of media, a god of technology, a god of, you know, so many, you know. And, you know, there used to be, say, there used to be a god of, of railroad. When railroads were huge, there was a god of the railroad, and he was very influential. He had a lot of power, but as time goes on and nobody rides the railroads much anymore, his power wanes, the belief in him wanes because nobody believes in it, and that's kind of how it works. Yes, and um, the protagonist, uh, Shadow Moon, He's an ex-con who essentially becomes a bodyguard and, you know, traveling buddy to Mr. Wednesday, um, who, you know, is to him is a con man. But in reality, he's, you know, one of the older gods. And it's how that's kind of how it begins with their story. Okay, yeah. So, so Shadow is, of course, a big character. He's the main character. You know, he's someone in the book that you're going to you know, spend a lot of time with. And, um, 
the you know the general storyline for him is he meets a character named Mr. Wednesday and he becomes a bodyguard and so of course you know uh his journey and his adventure uh really starts from that point on who Mr. Wednesday is I mean I don't want to get too you know I want to give too many spoilers away at the moment because you know there's more time for all that but uh <laughs> but that's kind of the general concept behind the book and and, you know, this war brewing between the gods and Shadow really gets caught up in the middle between all of this. And it, it's really a travel movie because, you know, he goes all over the United States, a lot of different places, uh, visits a lot of different towns, meets a lot of different people. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really good book and it has a lot of really nice themes that get interwoven into, you know, everything uh that happens throughout the book so it's a really it's a really great book to read and if you haven't read it if you are listening to this uh well at this point you're i'm assuming that you've already skipped ahead but you know if not i say go out and, and grab the book and uh and read it right away absolutely because you'll definitely need some bit of info to keep up with this <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's it's, a, it's fairly dense in a way it's it is and it isn't there's there's a lot that goes on, but it's it's done in such a way that it's very digestible. Yes. Um, to, you know, and there's also portions of the book where to illustrate the idea of people bringing their, their beliefs with them and, and uh, of course, creating a representative of the God they believe in in America. Um, in the book, you get some... You get some stories. They have nothing to do with Shadow. They're actually standalone chapters where, like, say... Uh, okay, so there's a chapter where this this character who is in America um, selling products for his brother. And he meets a cabbie who turns out to be a djinn. Okay? And you know he's been here for years and and I don't give anything away too much you know because it's its own little story but you know there is standalone stories that kind of illustrate uh this actual idea of of bringing your beliefs with you to to another place yeah and knowing Brian Fuller he'll absolutely interweave these into like each episode including like with travel it'll definitely yeah he'll probably start like with Hannibal how it was like a bit procedural with, you know, the kill of the weeks, he'll probably throw in a few, like, god stories of the weeks, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, that, that might be something that he would do. I'm sure that, I'm sure they've gone over the book many times, I'm sure he knows it almost by heart at this point, so, oh, yeah. you know. Um, Alright, so let's, um, let's talk a little bit about Brian Fuller, okay? Um, he is somebody who I think garners a lot of respect in the industry. Now if you haven't if you haven't heard of him before, if you don't know who he is, he did a show his one of the first shows he ever did was um a show he did with uh oh, what was her name? She was on Hannibal. Oh um uh, Car- uh Caroline uh I know the character. <laughs> I don't know yeah. her last name though. Um, De Harvis, something like that. 
No. Um, Super professional. <laughs> um, Caroline uh, Devernis. Yeah, it was yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, he, he did this years ago. It was like early 2000s. And it, it was such a quirky show. Now, granted, at the time, you know, it was fairly low budget. You know, it wasn't something that uh, a lot of people saw. And it got canceled fairly quickly. So, you know, I guess you're just going to have to check it out for yourself. What was um, the show? Uh, it was called Wonderfalls. And it came oh, out... Okay. 2004 and it aired all of 14 episodes so but it had a look about it it was just for the for the budget that he had he did he stretched that budget as far as he could go and he really made the most of it everything he does is so distinctive Mm -hmm. and so from there he went on and did pushing daisies um, if you don't know what Pushing Daisies is, I say go out and check it. it, it when I first saw it, the first episode, the pilot, it, I, I swear I thought Tim Burton did it. <laughs> uh, it felt like very much like a Tim Burton show. Um, so, But then it turned out to be Brian Fuller. And since then, he went on and did Hannibal, which is probably – well, it, it is the best show he's ever done. And it is fantastic. If you haven't seen Hannibal – you you got to go watch it. If you're interested in American Gods and you want to know what this show might look like, if you have any uh, questions as to the quality of the person running the show, that's what you need to go check out. Go out and watch. Go watch the pilot. Watch the first two or three episodes at least. You will have a better understanding. And you know what? By that point, you'll probably be hooked. Yeah. Like seriously, it is one of the best TV shows to ever grace television. It's a gem and absolutely worth watching. Yeah, it's smart. It's, an, it's a very intelligent show. It doesn't uh, dumb itself down for the viewer. Never. It's just, you know, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, hey, if you check out it, check it out. You can listen to the other podcast, too. So, <laughs> Plug Hungry for Hannibal. <laughs> yes. So, um, so anyway, he's great. And he does a lot of the writing. Right. He doesn't just run. He's not just a showrunner. He's not just sitting up on this, you know, chair overseeing everything. He writes a lot of the scripts for the shows that he writes. So whether it was Wonderfalls or Pushing Daisies or Hannibal, he was in the thick of it all. So he's responsible as much for the quality um, of the scripts and everything involved with the show, uh, you know, as anybody could be. Yes, I imagine he'll have, like, equal writing part as much as, like, Neil Gaiman does for this show. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. Um, So he's the showrunner. He's the head guy. He's the head honcho. He's also the head writer. But we also have uh, the creator of American Gods himself. It's uh, Neil Gaiman. And Mm -hmm. if you look at IMDb, he uh, is responsible for either writing or assisting in the writing of six episodes. Brian Fuller has written seven. So that's huge for the show. Because Neil, it's not just Neil Gaiman um, saying, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Sure, you know, uh, it's fine if you change this. But letting other people just do it all, he's actively involved and that's great because you know that the vision from the book is gonna make its way onto the screen oh yeah like i've seen concept art that neil gaiman has released the for the bone orchard and just that little glimpse it already looks like something that's going to be just incredible sure uh michael green is another person he was announced right when they announced it uh 
stars was going to be doing the show and that that Brian Fuller was going to be you know, the showrunner. Michael Green was also announced along with Brian Fuller, so he's very integral to this uh, as well. He's credited with one episode, but I'm assuming that he has probably a lot of other responsibilities that don't necessarily pertain to writing uh, a lot of the episodes. He probably, you know, does a lot of stuff behind the scenes that, you know, most people just don't get to get to see. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. And uh, another character, another person is Robert Richardson. All it says is unknown episodes. For that, we don't know, you know, what he's uh, writing or involved with. Uh, so obviously, you know, we don't know anything there. So, but that's four people that are writing the show, and that's actually a good thing. I'm glad that there isn't a giant list of people because it means that the vision is being pared down to four people who are kind of all involved to make this show really cohesive in terms of how it looks, how it sounds, the writing, all of it. You know, when you have like 10, 12, 14 people in a writer's room, that might sound great. But to be honest with you, it can kind of muddy the waters unless everybody's on the same page. Yeah, there's too many people trying to add their own flair into it, where it for a show like this, it's so much better to have just, you know, cohesive and fluid and all around just the same architectural beauty of it and writing yeah yeah it's important i i actually prefer that so when i see shows that have small you know uh amount of people that are writing it i feel like there's much more control over how it looks and how it feels and for a show that only has 10 episodes and um a show like this I feel like this is gonna be the um I feel like this is gonna be the best way to go about it is to have like four people. So yeah, I'm excited to see what comes out of this. I think it's gonna be fantastic in terms of the writing. So um Yeah, I know. Our bar is already set so high. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you better live up to it or else. So yeah. uh, Brian Fuller's our king. I can't see yeah. him disappointing. <laughs> no, no, I have full faith in the guy, so yes. I'm not I'm not worried. So let's go into a brief overview of the cast. Now, we're kind of giving a brief overview of everything because this is the first episode. Okay, so um, each episode we're going to cover something very specific. Okay, so like say the next episode, we're probably going to cover uh, Ricky Whittle, who is the the actor that's portraying Shadow Moon. Yes, okay. our lead guy. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, we'll go on to another character for the next episode. So we're going to cover each one a little more in depth. You know, we're going to look at the actor. We're going to talk about him. You know, what do we think? And so you're, you're not just going to get what we're doing now, which is kind of just going over everything very quickly and kind of giving you a general overview of, of the show and what we think. You know, we'll get more in depth as we get to the next episode and and each one after that yeah we'll get a little more detailed into it sure um so the the cast um we have yes as i said we have ricky whittle uh as shadow moon now ricky is somebody who's really been making a name for himself uh recently okay he has been on a a tv show called the 100 now if you haven't watch this show i highly recommend it um it's on um the cw now i know i know what you're saying <laughs> it's the cw why would i ever want to watch any show on there and you know what most of the time i probably would agree however that being said this is a really really good show and it's only gotten better 
as each season goes by. I believe they're what episode or no season three. I mean, uh, now it is great, and he plays an excellent character on there named Lincoln. And all I can say is, when they announced that he was going to be Shadow, I thought that's perfect. This guy's great. I can't wait to see what he does with with Shadow. Um, such a, an introspective character in the book. I want to see what he does with with uh, Shadow and what his. I guess I want to see what his take is going to be. You know, how do you have a character who has a lot of internalizing, you know, of his thoughts and feelings? Uh, what do they do with that? So I'll be excited to see what he does, and I think he's a good choice. Yeah, like the first time I saw his picture, I thought, man, yes, that is Shadow, like dead on. Mm-hmm. And to know he already has like some great acting backing him up, like I'm really looking forward to seeing what he brings. Yeah, he's been acting since around, I think, 2004. Uh, he's been on some other TV shows uh, over that time. Um, I wouldn't say a, a ton that I've seen. He's done some guest starring and things like that. So the 100 was, I would say, the first thing that he's done that that really brought a lot of attention to himself, but that doesn't mean he's not a good actor just because, you know, his resume isn't littered with just a million things. So, (laughs) um, all right. So from there we have Ian McShane as Mr. Wednesday. Now, Ian McShane is somebody who has been around forever. This guy, he has like 133 acting credits, um, he is, ridiculous. <laughs> he's done just a ton of things, and he's probably best known for a TV show that was on HBO uh, years and years ago. It was. It's probably the man. It's like there are so many f bombs in in this TV show, uh, Deadwood, and it was on two thousand four, two thousand six, and. He's just... It's a great show. It really is. Uh, definitely don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> it's definitely not that kind of show. Um, but it's very beloved, the people that watched it. I didn't, I didn't get to it until it was already canceled, but it's very, very good. So, And it's probably the one show he... The one anything, movie or TV show he's most famous for is definitely Deadwood. He's going to be in um, an upcoming episode of Game of Thrones as well. Um, yes. It'll be episode 7. Um, and uh, he and um, another actor on the American Gods is been accredited to um, Snow White and the Huntsman. So I wonder if maybe they recommended each other. That'd be Chris Obi mm. and um, Ian McShane were both in Snow White and the Huntsman together. Yeah. So it'd be so. interesting if one of them recommended the other. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, with someone like him, he's got such uh, such respect in the industry <laughs> that. Uh, him getting nobody needs to recommend him Uh, maybe maybe the other guy you you go after Ian McShane okay you don't get recommended Ian McShane at this point so yeah he's really good um so some other people here we have Emily Browning as Laura Moon I love her so much so that was um when she was announced for that I thought she's an excellent choice for this for this role and uh you know, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a tough role. I to me, I always thought that this is one character where the actress, whoever gets picked for this, is going to have a, a really good chance 
to bite into you know some some really a really juicy role and her character has got a lot of the lot she has to go through and a lot of interesting scenes a lot of emotional scenes in their own way in the books and it's just it's hard to describe and I don't want to give anything away but it's just an excellent excellent role so I'm very pleased because I think she's a good actress and I I think she could do some really great things with this Yes, I'm really glad to see her stepping into something that, like, I, I'm really interested to see her portray. Like, when I first saw her, I think it was in Series of Unfortunate Events, the first time I saw her, I it was immediately drawn to her acting. She's fabulous, and everything she's done since then, like Sucker Punch and Sleeping Beauty, she's always stand out. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see her take on this role. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, it's very nice to see her there. Uh, next up, we have Cloris Leachman, legend. <laughs> okay, legend, Cloris Leachman. She's great. And she plays uh, Zoria Vershichnaya. Uh, and she's one of the three. Um, I'll try to remember the name of them. They're, the, they're in. There's three, there's three women, and they both protect our world from, from evil. So there's one that sleeps, uh, that, that protects at night. Then there's one, so each time of the day, right, there's one that guards our, our, our world from this evil. So um, she's, one, she's the one that has the most dialogue. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is good, because she's amazing. Yeah, so she's, she's great. When I saw she got the, the role... Yeah, that's it. She's another actress, you know. You 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 don't have to get recommended her. She's been in the in this for so long that she's just fantastic. If you get her, you're getting somebody who can really bring some great stuff to the role. So yeah, like her alone, she's gonna bring quite an energy to the show. I mean, she's been in, like talking about credits, like Ian McShane. She has 270 acting credits. That is just beyond ridiculous. Mm-hmm. She's been in some of my favorite shows, like Young Frankenstein. Uh, she's the pirate in Castle in the Sky, which is one of my favorite Hayao Miyazaki films. And she's incredible in everything she does. She's hilarious when need be, and just huge energy. I can't wait to see her. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, she's she's definitely great. I love her. Um, we have uh, let's see, Peter Stormare as uh, Chernobog. So um, in the book, Chernobog's one of my favorite characters. So that's gonna be. He's a little different looking than I thought that that Chernobog would be uh, because I have a, a particular <laughs> I think a look in my head. But you know that's that's every that's every character. But. Um, yeah, that's fine though. I'm I'm sure he'll do a great job. I've I've seen him in many many movies, so uh, I'm not worried. I'm sure he'll bring his own his own take on the character, and uh, yeah, so he's good. Um, next we have let's see, Crispin Glover as Mr. <laughs> World. So Crispin Glover, if you're thinking like I know that guy from somewhere, I I know that name. Uh, well, the first the first thing is you should know him from a little movie called Back to the Future. So, oh, yes. uh, he was yeah Marty McFly's father, uh, both in the present day and then you know obviously in the past, uh, he is a much much younger version of course. So, uh, he started there really, and he's been in so many things. He's kind of another one of those actors that he's like a chameleon. He's in so many movies. You're just like, I didn't even know he was in that movie because he just he just melds into his role, and you don't even know he's in the movie itself. You know. Yeah, he's been in, like, 
a crazy assortment as well, like um, Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. He's been in like Beowulf and Alice in Wonderland. He is, you know, all across the board. So I think he can do anything. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So from that point on, a lot of the other actors that I'm seeing here, I just I don't know who they are, and that that's fine because you can't have every single role being taken up by an established you know, uh, actor that, you know, really just knows who they are, or at least has heard of them. So we have Bruce Langley as the technical boy. So this guy, uh, you know, I'm just looking at his, he's a very short resume. He's only been, I think, acting here for, yeah, like a, a couple of years. Yeah, so he's only like six credits. Yeah. So, uh, this is really probably the big, yeah, this is definitely the biggest role he's ever, he's ever managed to get. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, if he can do some good things because the technical boy is he's a big enough character he he definitely gets a lot of screen time he should get a lot of screen time so be this good. could be his breakout role yeah yeah definitely um we have uh hopefully i'm this is correct uh yutai Badaki, and uh she plays bilquis so uh bilquis is another character uh makes a very big impression in I believe one of the first chapters in the book if not the first chapter so yeah it's it's um her character is definitely interesting and she's a mythological obviously a mythological character if you don't know who Bilquis is look her up she's um she's definitely interesting so that's all I'll say um See, we also have uh, Musa. Jonathan Tucker. Oh, Jonathan Tucker. I'm sorry. Yes, we so, know him. Yeah, this is another one. This is uh, Loki Lysmith. So this is um another. This is a huge, a huge role. So yeah, if you've seen Hannibal, then you know, like you you know he's in it as well, and that's probably where we know him best. But he's in many things like Parenthood, and he's been in just an assortment of random stuff from like Law and Order and Six Feet Under and all that kind of stuff but yeah. he's a fabulous actor and I can't wait to see him as Loki yeah so I I've, yeah when I said I don't recognize anybody else after this yeah so Jonathan Tucker is yeah he's the only other actor uh, beyond the ones I've just been talking about that uh the, the ones that uh, like Ricky and Ian McShane and all them they've been around for a while and Jonathan Tucker's another one like you said He's been around for a long time. He's been in a ton of projects, a variety of different roles. So um, I'm I'm sure that he's going to do some really excellent, you know, work with uh, the role of Loki Lysmith. So yeah, excellent. Um, we also have uh, Musa Kresh who plays the Jin. So I just I mentioned the Jin earlier, so that'll give you an idea. Uh, he'll be in I believe this is four episodes, so that's nice to see. We also have Chris Obi as Anubis. Yes, and his voice is great. He was the mirror man in the Snow White and the Huntsman, mm-hmm. and his voice is just awesome, so I can't wait to hear him. Yeah, Anubis, that's... Oh, Anubis is great. Uh, so, yeah, that's exciting. Um, who else we have here? We have uh, Darren Baker. He plays a priest, so I, you know... I, that's not anything to go on so i don't remember a priest in particular in the books so you know it could be a bit role a small thing who sure. knows 
And then we have uh, Pablo Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Porn stash from Orange is the New Black. Yep. So he plays Mad Sweeney. So Mad Sweeney is a character, whether you listen to the audiobook version, which I have before, of, of uh, American Gods, or if you're reading it, he comes across a very distinctive character. He has a flair like few others in the book. <laughs> so the fact that he's going to get a chance to do, you know, this character and yes, I've seen him. I've seen him. Uh, Orange is the New Black. Um, I'm already caught up, so yeah, he good, should good. he should be good. And the other one, the only other one is Melanie Saint Pierre. There's no listing for her. It just says one episode, so we don't know anything about her. Oh, but she, yeah, so she's on for one episode so far. Um, I believe she was in something else that was. Yeah, she was in an episode of Dead Like Me. So okay. she might be on for just one role. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so this here, it, it's it's a good list, but I know there's there's got to be more people. Uh, at least I'm assuming there's going to be more people. Uh, so I don't think they're probably done with casting. That's just my guess. It's possible they are, but I, I don't think so. I feel like there's probably more people that we just don't know about yet or that isn't listed on IMDb officially. Yeah, I think that's just what we have so far, and I'm sure there's going to be, like, there's many more characters, so it's going to be, if they're planning on including them, they'll pop up soon, and we'll be able to bring those casting news as they show up to you. Yeah. Oh, and I also wanted to mention here, earlier we said Michael Green was, uh, had one writing credit uh, for an episode. He's also listed as uh, a producer, a showrunner, slash showrunner for six episodes. So okay. it looks to me like probably he and uh, um, Brian Fuller are probably splitting duties maybe on on the showrunner thing because it's a lot of hats that they're they're wearing. You know, Brian's also writing a bunch of episodes. He's also a showrunner, so they might be splitting duties there. So it's, the load isn't quite so heavy, you know, on just one person. Yeah, they need a little bit of a release from that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be any difference in terms of the look and all that. I'm sure they're all the the general look of the show is is probably been decided, and so I don't I'm not worried about any of that. So that's fine. Um, so let me think here. What else do we have? Um, okay. So the thoughts on the general look of the show. Um. We, we kind of touched on this a little bit, and we'll definitely be getting more in-depth on this at later episodes. Uh, if you go to Hannibal in particular, and I feel like that's the one show more than any of the others that, that Brian Fuller has done. If you're trying to get an idea in terms of the look that we might be getting for American Gods, that's the show to go to. The best way I can describe Hannibal is it has a very distinctive color palette. It uses... Uh, a lot of shadows, a lot of darks, uh, but when there is color, it's very vibrant. It pops off the screen. But the other, <laughs> the other way to describe Hannibal was very ethereal. There's a lot of dreamlike sequences. Just a lot of just the way it was shot, the way it's done. I, it's hard to describe it exactly, but I guess ethereal is the best way. If I had to pick one word, that's probably the word to do it. And when it comes to American Gods, considering the subject matter some of the sequences in the book, Ethereal is probably something that you want to be, you know, you want to have attributed to this show as well. 
Yeah, I can see them absolutely translating quite a bit from Hannibal onto American Gods because they've got just the way they've set it up. Like you said, the color palette, it's, you know, a great template to start another show from. Yeah, this show is going to look beautiful. I'm just telling everybody right now. You know, if you haven't watched any of Brian Fuller's stuff, I'm just telling you, they are going to, the money that they put into the show is going to be used wisely. And this show is going to look fantastic. Um, this is not going to, I'm assuming, and I'm making assumptions here, but based on his previous work, I'm pretty sure that I, I can say that when you watch an episode, it's going to be the prettiest. It's going to be the pretty, prettiest show on TV, I think. Besides, say maybe Game of Thrones, you know, because I mean, Game of Thrones has a massive budget. Um, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous way, budget. <laughs> but I mean, Hannibal didn't have a huge budget, and what they did with the money was phenomenal. They really, they really did some great stuff there, and it was the best looking show on TV, I think, outside of Game of Thrones. In fact, I probably would have put them side by side, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think, you know, it's just as beautiful and, well, one could argue well-written as well. Oh, yeah. Hannibal and and Game of Thrones are so well-written. So, yeah, that's why I feel like if you are coming to, you know, this podcast and you're just like, I'm excited, I've read the book, and... What can I expect? Do you think this is going to look great? Do you think the writing's... And we're just saying... Right now, in the first episode of this podcast, that you should be excited because I think what we get is going to be, without a doubt, the best possible adaptation of American Gods you could ever hope for. That's what I think we have coming. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, complete agreement. And you might argue that our expectations are like super high and not realistic, but... From everything we've seen of Brian Fuller, I can't imagine it being any less than what we're expecting already. Yeah. yeah I mean, let's say you love... I'll give you an example. Um, David Fincher, director. Okay? And if I had to pick a director out there, one of the directors in Hollywood that I feel like has one of the most distinctive visions, uh, their films, there's just a look about when any of the films that they make... David Fincher, for me, has always been one of those directors who just stands out. Whether we're talking about Seven, uh, The Game, Fight Club, um, The the Social Network, um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. His, the look he has in his movies, uh, uh, oh, um, Be- uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, right? I mean... He is just a director where you know he's a known quantity, right? When you, you when a movie's coming out and you know he directed it, you can say probably without a doubt you know it's going to look great. Now, what if it's going to be a good movie? Well, you never know, as, as always. <laughs> but his movies usually are pretty good, and, but you know visually it's going to be stunning. Yeah, there's always something visually unique about his work. Sure. So... That's what I'm saying. You know, this is going to be a beautiful looking show. And I think it's going to be as well written as it is beautiful. And that's just us. But we have knowledge of previous work by Fuller. So I don't think he would let a show like this be bad. I just don't see it. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. (laughs) I don't think we have to worry about that whatsoever. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, so let's do our final uh, thoughts and kind of the wrap up, wrap up the episode here. So, uh, so my thoughts are that I think that we're in for a treat when this this uh, show finally bows for the first time. I think that it'll be a really interesting journey from here up to to the pilot and beyond. You know, now when we get to the pilot, you know, I mean, this is going to transform into a show talking about the potential of the show into a review of the show. We're going to, you know, it's going to transform into um, like any other show that covers a television show. We're going to be talking about each episode. We're going to review it and everything. So for now, of course, we're just talking about what we might end up seeing and what little we know as screenshots become available, as we learn more information, we are going to then relay that information to you. So you'll know what we know. Yes, everything that comes to us, we will be relaying to you. Uh, I completely agree. I think this show is going to be just visually stunning. It's going to be beautifully written. Um, I think the casting, perfect choices for all the roles. Like I have no doubt that these actors are going to be able to pull off their roles. Um, I'm really excited to see the adaptation from, you know, Neil Gaiman his vision with Brian Fuller's flair, how it's going to be portrayed on TV. I'm so excited to see what happens with that. Um, Brian Fuller's also said that if the show is successful, that he plans on um, doing some smaller TV series about each individual god. And that would be something amazing to see down the road as well. Yeah, I can't wait to see this. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such an interesting book. It, it's got some really great stuff in there. It, it's just, I read it again before we started the podcast. So I just finished reading it for the fourth time about four days ago. So a lot of this is fresh in my head, you know. Um, and when I finished it, I was just, I don't know, I was as impressed when I like hit the last page as I was the first time I read it and you know it's a good book when it does that you know so all I can say is if you're a fan of American Gods or if you're a fan of Neil Gaiman uh, if you're a fan of both um, just just know that we are here to hopefully uh, assist you in being excited for this show so we just hope that you'll stick with us week to week and um you know, go go along this journey with us as we get cl- you know closer to the premiere and we hit the premiere and beyond. Yes, and just follow us as we eccentrically, you know, dive into and dissect every little piece of information we can get our hands on, yep. and hopefully we can get our hands on some interviews with um, anybody who's worked on this show. Definitely. So it's a really big thing for us, and that's um, you know, you may say well. Maybe you won't get any interviews, and you know what, that's possible. But we we have some grand plans. We you know we have a pretty pretty big vision, I think, for what this podcast could be, and we want to be we want to be if you want me to really say we want to be the podcast you go to for this show. You know, I have no doubt they're going to be you know I'm sure other podcasts for this show once once the show comes out or it gets really close to uh, to coming out. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm sure there'll be others, but we want to be the podcast that you go to because we want you to he- want to hear what we have to say and be interested in our viewpoint and more importantly want to send your thoughts into us and let us respond to what you have to say and create a dialogue between us and the fans hopefully of both our podcast and of the show itself yeah there's nothing we like more than to get like feedback in that's you know a different view from our own that maybe you know we hadn't even thought of yet and you know having that expansion into what we have in our minds that's what we look forward to definitely definitely like i said when i first opened up the podcast this is an interactive podcast it's not about us just sitting here talking to each other and expounding on you know whatever what we think is a probably a brilliant thought in our head and it turns out <laughs> to not be such a brilliant thought so yeah you know that's great but you know you're listening to us it's important that, that you um, feel like you are included in our discussion and not just hearing our discussion. Yes, exactly. And we'll also be active out on social media networks. And yep. if you tweet at us or you know Facebook us, we'll respond to you. Yep. We're on Facebook. Uh, we, like I said, on Twitter. We have uh, – my Twitter handle is Michael uh, uh, underscore Lanick. Um, that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L underscore <laughs> L-A-N-I-C-H. It's all lowercase. So, you know, follow me and tweet at me and uh, I will uh, respond. Yes. And the official, sorry, official um, Twitter for American Gods is at American Gods Pod because I couldn't write any more than that. Yeah. <laughs> And my personal um, Twitter, you can feel free to follow me or tweet at me, is at Labyrinth Rose. And um, our email for the for the podcast is uh, AmericanGodsPodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and we also have a website that's up and going now, and as we go on, we'll be posting any news we have or the episodes that were thrown out of the podcast. Um contact info as we grab it like i haven't set up the facebook yet but we will be soon um that email that website is americangodspodcast.com yeah and if there's also if you want to we have a contact form on there as well so if you're on the website and you go to contact you can fill out the form name uh you know you know the the deal name email address write your message it'll get sent to the email for the uh for the website so that's just another way that you can contact us if you just happen to be on there and you think something pops in your head and you're like well just you know fill out the form and and send it off this way and that's perfectly fine Yes, absolutely. Any form of communication, we're open to it. Yep, definitely. So, uh, I think that ends the, uh, the podcast. Um, so, yeah, we're just excited to do this, and we hope that uh, that you'll be excited for continuing uh, to listen and uh, go on this journey with us. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be excited to uh, talk to you next time, okay? Yes, very much. Write into us if you want. You know, open that dialogue channel. Happy to listen. Um, yeah, so I think this went pretty smoothly <laughs> for our first go at. Yeah, well, you know, each new podcast that you start up, no matter how many you've done, it's always a little like exciting, but also you know you want to make it the best you can. You know, so the first one is always a little 
weird as you're kind of trying to lay down the rhythms of the podcast, so. Yeah, and trying not to say anything stupid. And <laughs> yeah. If you're me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I blame it all on you. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yes. He blames me, guys. <laughs> yes, r- rubbing my hands, uh, grinning like a cat. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, everyone have a good night, and we will talk to you next time. Yes, good night, godlings. Bye.